and I'm not a big Pepsi fan, but um, they uh, they have this whatever vintage edition out. You know, that it's got the old look, but it's made with real sugar, limited time only. That's, uh, that's kind of a big deal, real sugar, because rather than the what is it, the high fructose corn syrup? Exactly. And when did that change occur? That's what I'm wondering. When did they stop using sugar? Yeah, I mean, when did sugar become corn syrup in America? Like it, when, you know what I'm saying? You should see the documentary King of Corn. Mm, That'll answer that question for you. Uh, it's all about subsidies, baby. It's all about subsidies. Well, no, I get the politics of it. Apparently you don't. You ask the question and I'm, <laughs> no, here, to I'm, drop, I'm here to drop a knowledge bomb. I'm wondering at what point was I tricked into, <laughs> oh. you've been drinking the same Coke and we didn't tell you we're no You're longer right. using sugar. Yeah. No, you're right. That's that's a good question. I wonder. I wonder when you were duped. <laughs> when was I duped? That's when were, what you, the, when were you the dupe? <laughs> Speaking of being duped as a consumer, tell me. I I, I hate to bring you're... up the most boring issue ever, privacy. But my wife was asking me this morning about you know privacy settings and you know what should she do and and she was like, yeah, you know, I did this little Google search. And all this weird stuff was showing up. Um, some of the, some of it, I think, because of Google activity, and it may just be showing up for her, you know, stuff yeah. that she's liked through Google, kind of. Um, but then my life showed up. What do you know about my life? Because they know a lot about my life. Uh, is it just? Uh, is it one of those services just using the public API? Uh, yep, apparently. Um, what do they I know, know who, my life? What are they? They, I mean, holy cow! They know who you're related to. They know America's how old you top are. people search site. Let's just see. I'm going to see what's up with my life. With my life. Yeah, uh, check your my, life on I'm my life. <laughs> I'm going to check it right now. So start by seeing who's searching for you. Oh, good lord! There's a video. How many people are searching for me? Let's find out. Right. Oh, they want my age. See, they're actually asking me for information here on the home i'm gonna give it what, what do i care oh stop <laughs> see you don't really care about privacy as much do you yeah there they go they got well it's all out of date all the information they have is out of mine date. is not and i've had some big life changes lately that even they your stuff about. all your stuff now in uh yeah wow they know i moved it's a little trippy Wow, that is trippy. Well, you know, it's it, it's one of those things, and this is uh, I think this is the big uh, the big ethical um, quagmire. Yeah, it's it's Spider uh, is this one is uh, I can't tell if this is Spider Man's dilemma. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it dilemma. is it the the Green Lantern paradox? Just because you can do a thing does not mean you should. Well, I know we've talked about privacy before, and I you know that's why I didn't want to get all boring and stuff. And I and I know you've also given some great pointers before. And you know the last time Facebook did a big change with the timeline, there was some good articles and and advice on, um, you know things that you probably should consider doing, yeah. uh, action you should take. Um, and I feel like I'm probably pretty well up to date there, but you know, then every now and then you just think you do a little search, you do a little looking and you think it's a little weird what people know about you, how much of your information is public. It's just a little weird. And the one that's actually, I think, <laughs> throwing me off is, um, 
uh, what's it called? Social Reader? Yeah. Why is that uh, messing you up? <laughs> well, I don't have that one, but uh, there are, you know, it just posts stories that people have read. And uh, that's I, like, are you talking about like the, the way it, the, the social reader application that I, plugs like, into uh, into Facebook, Facebook from yeah. yeah, like Washington Post. For yeah, yeah, so that makes me mad. Okay, go ahead. You tell so, me. Your well, you you know you're reading articles on Washington Post, and maybe you, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I've just seen I've seen some men, for instance, reading some articles very very clearly geared toward a female audience that 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 it then gets shared with everybody because they've got it set to sort of share with all their friends what they've been reading. That's just a really weird app, man. That's a that just seems really strange that you're. You know, your daily read of the Washington Post is just shared. Everything yeah. you've had. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I it, it and it is. And so what is your behavior around that? Do you so you are you tied in? Are you plugged? Have no. you accepted the thing to social reader? Nope. Why not? Let's let's hope I haven't. I should probably check, but <laughs> oh I don't I don't like that concept at all. I just don't. I don't either. And so what do you do? So you so I you know, I spend a lot of time on Facebook. I post a lot of a lot of I post a lot of crap on Facebook, <laughs> but I always post it using like the native built-in kind of services on Facebook. I will yeah. share a link that That's is what I do. something yep. you can open. Okay. So when you run across an, an article that somebody else has shared and you're reading along your, your timeline and you say to yourself, self, I want to read this article about, you know, the yodeling monkey people of Syria. And uh, and so you click on the link, and what is the thing that it asks you to do? It says, hey, this link was shared via so the social reader application to the Washington Post. Uh, you have to accept it as an app in your own catalog of apps on Facebook in order to proceed to this article, right? Does that sound familiar to you? Um, I guess. <laughs> so yes. maybe you have right. signed into social reader. You <laughs> don't even know it. I, if you're not I've, seeing that, then I have more apps allowed than I thought I had here. I don't have that one. Are you looking but, at it right now? Are you? Yeah, that's de that's depressing, isn't it? It is depressing. Yeah, I don't so, know how some of these happened. My my behavior now is to uh, I it used to be I would see the social media and I was like ah, God, I hate this. So. I close Facebook and I go to Google and I do a Google search for that article. Of course, this is the six one half dozen of the other because now I'm giving Google the information that I have searched for this article rather than Facebook and the Washington Post. But either way, I search for it without a gate. And that was on principle, just because I hated being blocked by the stupid social reader application that I don't really want to be a part of. I do want to give my eyeballs to Washington Post. I don't care about that. I just don't want to deal with this reader, so I would take the extra step to stop and, and go around it. And now I don't even read the article. That's my new behavior. I get, I'm get i so sick of the whole process that if somebody shares something they want me to see on social reader and I click on it, it gives me that gate, I skip it. I just skip it. I don't even, I, I avoid that little bit of learning in my life. <laughs> And hopefully it is learning, or yeah, I, hopefully it is learning because um, because you are a, a fan and an adherent of um, what's that book that uh, that you told me about the uh, oh now what's the name the, of that book the information diet the information diet yeah. yeah what a what a important concept it I think it really is and it's just it just every time I run into the social reader sort of thing it reminds me just how important it is that I need to 
to not look. And that's actually, you're, you make an even better point, which is anything that I'm clicking on via social reader probably means I am falling apart on my information diet. <laughs> you're falling off the wagon. I'm falling, I'm falling off the wagon. Well, you um, know, the internet is just a big information buffet. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 I indulge in information sometimes. And I'll catch my, you know, I'll, that's that's the thing about a social reader app is, you know, I mean, the bane of my existence is the Huffington Post. And, you know, you're just sort of eh, this and oh, that's interesting. And oh, they caught me on that one. <laughs> and and it's just crap. So mm-hmm. much of it's just crap. It's so, all crap. It's all crap. Uh, so what anyway, else, what else have you been doing this? Uh, this last because we did we missed the show last week because I had to uh, travel. And uh, I'm sorry about that. I know. Well, it was a bad everyone's weekend. sorry. It was, it was really tough to, uh, t- I, I thought I could keep up. I, um, y- you that. know, the, the, the trick is I traveled uh, iPad only. Oh. Yeah, I took the iPad. It's and always this time, an experiment. It is. And this, it was a long trip. This is the longest trip that I have resorted to iPad only. Um, and so I, all I did was I, I took the, uh, the Bluetooth keyboard. That was the, that was because I knew I was going to mm-hmm. have to do some significant kind of writing. There you go. Uh, but I took that. I took my little camera connection kit for the iPad so I could import and post photos that I was shooting along the way. And uh, and that was it. And it, it turned out to be uh, something of a failure, uh, but not because of the iPad, uh, mostly because, man, it was just tough to get a connection. Like the connection is really bad. I mean, you know, you say uh, AT&T is bad in San Francisco and and it is, you know, it's terrible. It's really bad on the East Coast where I was. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. Is it really? Yeah, it was terrible. And and Wi-Fi, everywhere you go, Wi-Fi is stupid, boingo. Oh, I hate that. I, I can't stand it. And so, you know, there was no, there, there was very limited coffee shop, coffee shoppery. And so I just had a tough time getting connected. It felt like, uh, you know, they're not, they're not into that that nice uh, social concept of free Wi-Fi, you know, like for the masses. Yeah, you get back spoiled. In the East. You definitely. I feel like I get. I I've been spoiled, and so that was frustrating. Um, but the the tool itself worked pretty well. It was just just spotty connectivity, and then you know keep dropping the connection from the servers and that I was using. I mean, it was just it was just not good. But all the apps that I needed, uh, you know, served their purpose and did exactly what they needed to do. Um, except, the, and the one, this is where I haven't really pushed the iPad, is actually doing any sort of podcast post-production, like using GarageBand and then FTP. And, and uh, like, I haven't just really pushed it to that point and um, didn't have time to get to that point. And obviously, I can't record on it using, you know, the tools we have here to record, you know, multi-point Skype calls and such. <laughs> Well, I, you know, my, my mom is at that place where it's, is it a new laptop or do I get an iPad? And, uh, and, you know, we had this conversation once where, you know, I mean, there are lots of people who, you know, I mean, it's budget wise, it's sort of one or the other. And they're very afraid of like what you're talking about being, you know, being forced to do everything on an iPad. Is it really possible? And, uh, and there are things like, you know, advanced audio editing that uh, are possible, but may not be very convenient to do. Or, Which, but is may, your mom? Does your mom do a lot of advanced audio? No, editing? and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, her only, uh, her only real, I don't know, concern was word processing because she's, you know, she's into 
she uses Word, but <laughs> I was trying to walk her through how, how much better her life would be if she ditched Word, used the iPad, and kind of, there are only, I mean, there are things that she thinks she needs Word for, like, you know, putting images next to text. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I was, you know, trying to walk her through how much, how much prettier her... Uh, uh, her documents, I guess, would be those specific ones or those those kinds. But, and and it actually led me to um, do even some more research on just word processors in general. Uh, somebody did an article. I think it was Slate Magazine uh, last week that did an article on um, how everyone ought to ditch Word mm -hmm. because it's just become so feature heavy and slow, and and uh, you know all these sort of extra tools. Um, are, I mean, there, there's, there's, it's even more difficult, I guess, at this point to to remove things or 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 make certain things that are now automatically part of Word and part of your Word experience um, to turn them off because you don't need them and they're slowing things down. And so there's some, I, I mean, they, they, all of the uh, all of the advice and and the follow up comments pointed to pretty much um, the applications that you had brought up uh, a few weeks ago when we, when we touched on it but it's interesting how I, I i mean it's almost you just wonder like should microsoft do a word light or something because it, it yeah, seems it to me hard. that hard go ahead know, finish your finish your no thought. it just seems to me that it's it, it's sort of a, a weird sort of reversed obsolescence in a way uh, or you know that that on the horizon at some point you know, a, a program became sort of too good and too advanced and and uh, and too ubiquitous that that it just sort of gets ditched on mass. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but you know, you know what I I realized over the last I, I since I guess it's last we talked. I've been I, I don't remember. Did I mention byword? Uh, By word. I think you did. I think you did. So I've uh, pretty much everything is that I that I do when I create a document. Is now in in Byword, and I do it at, at Byword in Markdown. Did I mention Markdown? Everything's a little bit of a fuzz. Have you ever tried Markdown? No. Okay. No. I, so I've got, Mark, uh, Markdown I've got is a, a task paper. It's a it, Markdown is more of a it's it's kind of a formatting schema. Uh, so you know that that allows you um, to write in any sort of text editor, right? You just pick up, like, so I, I go to Byword, which is, is really as stripped down as you can get. Like, you know, there's just nothing to it. Uh, it just opens up, and it's a window with a font, and you start typing. But um, when you type, you use these little conventions through text to create, you know, headers and bulleted lists and numbered lists and bold and italics and all that stuff. And you do it through, you know, just standard keyboard you know, um, characters. So if I want to create a level one header, I start the line with the pound key, right? The pound sign space, and then type my thing and then return. And then I can type some text and I can, you know, you use just these very simple text conventions. So it's human readable, meaning like I could send you this plain text document and you would be able to see that, you know, the pound, it would start with a pound sign and then some, a line, and that would mean that it's a header. But even if you didn't know that that's what I was indicating, it would be consistent. Every, you know, every time there's a pound sign, that, that sort of sets it apart. So you could read everything that I send you. But if I go back and pass it through the Markdown uh, script in, 
any number of applications that I use, and I use you know Mars Edit for for doing my um, you know any post to any of the websites that I run, um, you know it it has a markdown script in it, and it will convert all of these text kind of tags into the HTML code required to um, you know to to read on the web or to post to the web, and that HTML code is not human readable as easily, right? So if I just sent you straight up HTML. It would be much more complicated to to read as you're getting through URLs and all the formatting syntax, um, and so I've been using Markdown and Byword uh, inside of Byword, um, and it is about the most streamlined process for creating documents that I have ever come across. Now, the the other thing that I really like about Byword is that it is iCloud enabled. So I turn on iCloud, I'm running Byword on my uh, on the Mac and Byword on the iPhone, and the iPad. And so I can start a document on the Mac. I just start typing. And then I have to go, you know, to my coffee shop. And I take my iPad and or my iPhone. I'm waiting in line for coffee. And I open Byword. And there is my exact markdown document that I started a half hour ago. And I can keep writing on the iPhone. And all those changes are saved so quickly. And and I don't, I you know, I know Word, you know, I know Microsoft sort of has that ideal. And I, th- I think Word is such a complex, you know, organism that it's really tough to make that kind of that leap, um, you know, that, that you can make really easily with a tool like, uh, you know, ByWord and, and iCloud or Dropbox. Um, it allows such lightweight syncing. And, and I think that's what, you know, when I talk to people like your mom, you know, and like you said, you, you walk through what it is exactly that she is doing that's so complicated and uh, and and real, you know, most people end up realizing they use about one percent of the features of Word that, you know, that that are really um, right to actually do the work that they do. Yeah, and, and are just uh, haven't taken the time to sort of research alternatives or make the assumption that this is, you know, kind of the only way to do it. Or there's just a familiarity, and 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 I think that's mostly true for people is that they feel like they've learned to use this one application and and it is kind of advanced and it has all these capabilities that yeah 1% of the time you might consider using but did you even need to um what you're talking about is one of the things that uh that the article I'm I'm mentioning it was I think it was more of a blog post and and it was written by someone who makes their living writing and and most of the comments also were by uh bloggers and writers and and the the comment um sort of one of the key anchor comments I guess or points was that once you've written something in Word and you go to copy and paste it, it has all these sort of remnant, um, all this remnant text, I guess, all these different yeah. sort of within Word sort of commands that in a lot of cases you have to strip back out to get it to to paste into like an online blog um, Yeah, there's, interface. A, there's like a whole cottage industry of applications that exist specifically to deformat, you know, Word. It's ridiculous. It's that, awful. That's yeah, and I think that's maybe the one thing that um, that I'd be most concerned about if I were Microsoft um, is maybe that one that that uh, it's becoming so important for people to be able to. I mean, even you know, non-professional writers or, or non-bloggers, but to be able to write something and and uh, paste it into uh, maybe it's a WordPress site or whatever it is. Um, uh, and the fact that that is so complex or, or such a, uh, a problem would have me concerned if I were Microsoft. 
Yeah, I wonder. I you know, I wonder what the you know, I, who knows? There's there's a lot of who knows punditry, yeah, punditry about Office, but Office is you know, it's there. That's the bread and butter when you look at it, sort it, of the yeah, financials. I mean, it's we could spend all day kicking on Office, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's not it's not like people aren't using Office. I mean, I well, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, I have no I have no data to support, but I, I wonder how many organizations are really starting to look at what what are we really using in office, and is there an alternative that might give us something? something well, and I, I think that conversation comes up. I, I know it does. Um, I mean, it's well, it's a tough question, but I, I know that the conversation comes up when organizations start to, you know, you start to look at at what you're doing with technology. Do do you need to have your own server in house and uh, you know, what applications uh, do, do each employee need to have on their desktop? And, and you start to go through that. If, you, if you're willing to step back and take a, a holistic, you know, look at the, at the thing, then you may come to, and I think a lot of organizations are, are headed here, that you say, well, let's move to the cloud. We don't need these servers. Uh, and let's use, you know, Google Apps, um, uh, or or some other apps that make it easy to collaborate and share, and and all of a sudden you're reducing a massive amount of of costs. Yeah, let me go to say voice over IP or um, you know use a a chat service for things or you know ways you can reduce meetings the amount of meetings uh, increase collaboration reduce email. I mean, if if again if you're willing to sort of step back and say okay let's let's not just keep doing what we're doing because we've always done it, but, but it's sort of a whole picture, I think. And that's where, and I don't know that Google apps is, is always the, uh, or Google docs is always the, the answer to that question. But, but, but really the discussion is not, is Google docs the answer, but look at the co- the industries that have sort of spun up in terms of productivity as a response to what Microsoft office has become. Right. That I think is, you know, really interesting. You know, and I got to say, when you talk about uh, your, I don't know, your, your, like you just went on vacation. Was it a vacation? No, it was work. Oh, okay. Was so, all right. Yeah. A work trip uh, and all the work you needed to do on the road. But, you know, you, you talk about uh, your daily routine and how you're at Starbucks and you're in line checking your iPad um, or checking your iPhone. And I'm thinking that what you need is... There was an article uh, this Sunday in the New York Times about uh, Amish vacations. (laughs) I don't know if you read this. I think it was in the travel section. But um, a a New York Times reporter joined a group of Amish people on their annual pilgrimage from Ohio, uh, this particular group was, um, down into, uh, there's a place near Pensacola, Florida, that since 1925, the Amish have this little town there that they they vacation in and uh, and there are more Amish than I thought there were by the way Pennsylvania Indiana Ohio they're, they're a little more spread out than I thought and they don't really interact much because how would they uh, but when they're down in this little town near Pensacola then they they interact and, and there's some differences in the way you know some are a little more flexible than others but when they're on vacation uh, these guys live a pretty rigid life Right. in a very technology-free life. But they're allowed some electricity uh, in the, when they're on vacation. Um, many of them are allowed to to uh, wear clothing that they wouldn't be able to wear back home. 
So fascinating, but it's still like the meals are all, you know, I mean, they do Dutch oven campfire cookouts and, you know, bluegrass concerts and stuff like things that have no <laughs> <Sorry>. electricity. <laughs> bluegrass concerts. Yeah. Yeah, the... yeah. 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 Are the Amish particularly known for their love of bluegrass? I, I see things I wouldn't have even thought about. No, I, I, I this article and, and he's, this guy spent, or I may have been a woman. I don't, I didn't check, but, um, but they, you know, like how the week went, I mean, we're down there for the whole time and really just commenting on all these things you would never consider. You wouldn't think about like, how do they entertain themselves? What jokes did they find funny? What, what do they know about the world? Uh, you, you know, like how it's say changed because they, they just, I mean, their existence is, uh, it's very, very simple. That's fascinating. It really is fascinating. And it, and you just reading through this and thinking, wow, I mean, how crazy would I go? I, I mean, it's, I, you know, just the whole notion of of taking a break. Even I mean, for them, it's it's an increase, I guess, in technology and stuff. But you know, for any of us, it would be a, a pretty massive um, step away. And I gotta say, I mean, I've I guess the last time I was really forced into that situation probably was on a cruise ship where I didn't have access to to the internet or you know, there was like a, a library with newspapers. I guess I don't know how they were getting them, but. Um, I guess in ports. Um, but anyway, you know, <laughs> what kind for, of a cruise the, ship was this? The, <laughs> oh, it was a pirate. No, but you can't, you, you know, when you're, I mean, you can yeah. get uh, for, you can pay a lot of money to get internet access. It's really expensive, but, uh, but really it's, it's so relaxing to not feel like you have to be checking the news all the time. Yes. That is, that's the, the core of information diet kind of principle. Right. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. That uh, I don't I don't want to have to I don't want to have to live my life subservient to these dials and whiz, whiz bang gadgets. I personally am making the choice otherwise, but I see how some people would feel that way. Feel which way? Like they want to, you know, get away from social reader. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's oversharing. fantastic. Oversharing. Hey, um, yeah, I got a question for you. Go. How how crucial do you think the uh, soundtrack is to the success of uh, game apps? Oh, so so if you hear the um, if you hear the theme song for Angry Birds. Do you just all of a sudden, it's like a Pavlovian response with you? Do you feel like, oh my gosh, I want to play that game? Yes. Yes, it is. It is for yes, me. It, yes, it is. No, I think that's huge. Well, and I think it's becoming more and more uh, more and more important as um, sort of the whole sensory experience is, is um, beca- as developers are able to create uh, a richer sensory experience. I, I have a game I want to introduce you to. Um, and I'm gonna. I, I need to look it up in the store here. I was introduced to this. I was uh, the the folks who were um, who, who were staying with me, or I was staying with uh, when I was in in Boston. Um, was staying with some some dear friends, and they have a a son who is 14, and he introduced me to this game. And it, it is um, uh, one of the the cruelest experiences <laughs> I've I've ever seen. But it is. Uh, but it's free. And so I want you to to go ahead and and download it 
uh, for your iPad. It's called Techno Kitten Adventure. Okay. <laughs> Sounds very Japanese. It is, and it's available for Xbox as well. And you can, uh, I don't actually know if it's a, if it's an Xbox game. But it, um, uh, you know, it's one of these, you know, the sort of unlimited kind of, or the, the running games, you know, where you, you know, you have this character and you have to avoid these obstacles. And like you just, Temple Run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just keeps you running, but it's a side-scroller. <laughs> Right, it's more like a Cannibalt was one of the first ones that I, I, but there are a lot of these kinds of games, you know, uh, where you you just have to avoid the obstacles. Except for this one, pro- throws progressively more distractions at you um, <laughs> as you go, and it and it is it is hateful. This game hates you. <laughs> this game, if this game doesn't, and and so it's that it's it's. I think these developers have really captured what you're talking about. It's a sensory experience that is something that you cannot duplicate. So as you're playing Techno Kitty Adventure, Techno Kitten Adventure, I want you to imagine playing it because they have a a big HD, you know, um, projector display with a a big 10 foot screen on their wall. And so I'm I was playing this game in the dark on a 10 foot screen. And and, uh, so you're going to need to download this 10 foot screen. Yeah, it was. Hey, that reminds me. I don't want to. No, go ahead. I, I got more stuff I want to say about apps, but I have to mention while I, while I'm thinking about what you did here, how fantastic my weekend was. I can't believe I didn't start with this. Tell me, uh, Coachella kicked off this weekend, oh. and dude, they've got. Uh, you have to look up online their app. Well, you can go. They have an app, and the app will take you there. But they've got a YouTube uh, page, I guess, where they had three different channels running. And it was more or less live. I think they were somewhat delayed, and they it wasn't you know you couldn't see every stage, but but they'd sort of picked and choose uh, the the performances. So from about four or five until like midnight or one a.m., you had three different live stages that you'd stream to your iPod, and then yeah, I I, I ran it through uh, AirPlay onto my big screen TV. The quality was amazing, and I was completely glued. Three nights in a row. Oh, that's so great. It was fantastic. Oh, man. So this next weekend, tune in. But I'm telling you, I <laughs> I mean, I was just sitting there like this. It, it's almost better than being there because I've been to Coachella and it's great, but it's not easy to get up close or to get any good positioning because, you know, you, you want to see this band on this stage and then there's this band on this stage. So you end up at the back, you know, cause you're kind of running back and forth. You can kind of move up or some are intense and it's a little easier, but, um, but it, and it's hot and there's just a lot of people, but, uh, wow. I mean, I'm like Saturday night sitting in my living room on my big screen TV with the sound system. And, and in, you know, on each of these stages, they had probably, you know, 10 camera positions. So they made it, you know, it was great camera movement. I don't know. I mean, it was all free, right. To, for me to watch it. I don't know if, you know, this is a new revenue source in the future and it won't be free, but I was just loving it. Oh man, that's so great. Well, there's another one going on right now. So I, have you heard of this new HBO show girls? I have heard of it. Yes. I watched the first half of it on, um, on YouTube last night, which I thought was very strange. Hmm. Uh, and that that seems to be a big thing. Um, it is uh, so. This this show is. Uh, see, now I started talking about it before I actually brought it up, so I can't uh, I can't talk authoritatively about it. The show was pretty good, I'll tell you. I mean, it was it was uh, it was kind of depressing. 
Oh, um, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's depressing just because it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, yeah. No, I, it was surprising me because the guy, what's the guy's name? Who? Um, Judd just, Apatow. Judd, uh, yeah. He's funny guy, right? Yes. Right. Uh, and so, um, anyway, I just turned it on because, y- you know, I believe it's the first show that is in uh, kind of primetime HBO rotation um, that they are you know putting on youtube full episodes not just clips and it's and you can watch the whole thing on youtube as a channel uh and so for a major uh, cable publisher independent or, or a major uh, you know cable distributor to put you know original programming on youtube seemed like a big deal to me hbo has been pretty smart i think no about- hbo is not smart about what all right finish your sentence well i before i, I completely H- undress you the HBO Go app, I, I'm a big fan of. I don't have HBO, so... Oh, well, there you go. No, here's, the, here's my problem. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's my problem. I have money, right? I don't have a lot of money, but I have money that I, uh, that, that I am willing to give to a distributor for the shows I want to watch. This is where we are. I hate this. I want to pay to watch shows like, uh, okay, let's just Game of Thrones, and they won't let me do it. Unless I pay this stupid, you know, subscription for right. a thousand channels that I will never watch. That is annoying. If you're not a subscriber and you want access to their content, the fact that you have to subscribe rather than pay individually is annoying. Yeah. That, and I'll tell you what kills me. I was I was at a friend's house. Uh, it was last summer, I think, and there was a movie that they hadn't seen. And, and I'd seen, and, and I'd, I thought, man, you guys would love this movie. We've got to get this movie. Well, once upon a time, there was a blockbuster near everyone, and you went and rented a movie. And it may have been out, so you'd, you're out of luck, but you knew you at least had access to the likelihood of getting that movie. Well, on the one hand, sometimes life is that much more convenient because we don't have to leave the house. It's going to either be on pay-per-view or it's going to be on uh, iTunes or Netflix or you know whatever. But if it's not in any of those places, you're out it, of luck. It, it won't there's no get more watched. blockbuster. It won't get watched. That's right. And you and I, and it's maddening that you know because it, it was a it was a movie that would have been it wasn't a newer film, so it would have been on the shelves in any other era. Uh, I guess Redbox is another choice. You can run around to Redbox machines and hope that some some have it. You know, it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm happy that uh, I mean Blockbuster was an awful company, and I and I, I just sort of hated their existence. But now that they're really not there, uh, or in really extremely limited um, locations. It can be really, really maddening when you want to see a show and you just have no way to get to it. Yes, that's true. So, and I know we've talked about it before. So I don't. I, I feel like it's it's one of those that I can very easily get sucked into. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can start ranting and yeah, no, half I, hour that's, later. That's not. I could black out. Just black out. <laughs> <laughs> the anger starts to swell. No, the words come. That's forth. right. It's that's it's my first world rage. You have no control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first world problems. Oh my god! Man, I have money, so and I can't hard. pay for things <laughs> when I want to pay my money at things. I want to throw my money at things. <laughs> oh my rage! Here's a first world problem. Yeah. It's not really a problem. An observation. So 
I had the kids on vacation a couple of weeks ago. We're, we're down in California. We go to this great outdoor mall. Uh, it was Fashion Island. It's more or less outdoor. And I don't know, we weren't going to be there that long. But my kids um, <laughs> who are on vacation and who we allowed on vacation, you know, for them to play video games more often than we normally do, we try to keep that somewhat under control because they, you know, kids will just get on a game like Temple Run and they'll play for 10 hours straight if you let them. So anyway, they walk into the Apple store. Is there, is there something wrong with that? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to measure screen I time. And... I, <laughs> I don't know. We just, you know, at least they got to get their homework done and play outside some. Um, anyway, they walk into the Apple store and I couldn't get them out. And they went straight for the, uh, the iPads and the iPhones, which again, uh, I, I mean, I, I was letting them, you know, it's fine and okay. And it gives me a chance to walk around and look at things for a long time. That was fantastic. And then I, hey guys, you ready to go? Nope. So I walk out, I walk back in. I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't until it dawned on me that, hey kids, I have an iPhone in my pocket. You can play it at lunch if you leave now. <laughs> you <It> was... <laughs> drive your children with an Apple product to get them to stop playing exactly. with Apple products. I'm not kidding. Like, that went on for a long time. And every time I went over there, hey, boys, you ready? Five minutes? No, no, no. Hey, guys, remember? I have an iPhone with me. The first one out of the store gets to play it first. Oh, my God. And they dropped the iPhones and ran. So. <laughs> Where do, what's your stance on, the, you know, your, your kids? Because your kids, again, what are your ages of your kids? Uh, again. Nine and five. I've got twins that are five so okay wendy i mean have you given thought to like what you're what you're gonna do with the with the you know iphones for your kids i mean i've given thought to it when when do, when do you when do you get them good question that's a good question because i know it's coming um you know, I mean, I think in general, if we're just talking about the cost, if we're talking about, you know, budget, I, I think an eye touch is a good place to start with kids. Um, but if we're talking about really opening them up with things like text messaging and cell phones, um, man, I want to hold off as long as possible. And and I don't know, you know, I know fa what's Facebook's age? 13? Uh, yeah. Thir what's Facebook's age? <laughs> the, the published age is 13, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just at my brother's house and his, his boy just turned 13. So it was a big moment in the, in the house that he was able to now have a Facebook account and all of his friends were already on Facebook. And it was kind of a big rite of passage, you know, like this age 13 now meant something in their home that it wouldn't have meant <laughs> five years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 it's, it's almost, you know, I, I think there are sort of two levels of, of consideration, right? The first one is that the, the technology consideration, which is, you know, do you, at what age do you really want your kids, you know, texting and calling and having plans, right? And the second is, at what age do you want them exposed to the sort of advertising economy that inundates, especially kids, because they have no money of their own, largely, right? right. And, and so they will be going for the free apps and the ad-supported apps, and they'll be seeing a lot more ads than maybe uh, a more diligent adult, um, you know, user that has their own bankroll, right? 
Like oh, I don't scary. see I don't see as many ads on my phone because you got the paid version. I pay for apps because I don't want to see ads. My kids, if they had their own ability to go browse the app store, they would be going for apps that that are ad supported. And sometimes the ads are not that great. And so, what age do you want them to start really having to fend off some of the the messaging there? I know when my son is playing games on my own phone, and he and I are sitting down and we play on the phone, we play on the iPad his first instinct is to go to like options and see more and, you know, and that opens up, you know, web links and YouTube links for advertisements for other videos or for other games and other applications. And, you know, daddy, what's your password again? You know? Yeah. Right. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you know, I mean, I notice, um, like it's kind of sad when the, you know, my five-year-olds, they're, they're not as interested in the PBS or Disney Channel shows that, that they used to love. And so we're on, you know, on mornings that we're doing TV, it's more a Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. And you notice it immediately because it's, I want that. Dad, that's so cool. Dad, can I get that for my birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't happen when they're watching PBS or the Disney Channel. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And it's... it's uh, you know, I guess on the one hand, you got to prepare them for that. You got to, you know, got to make it very clear that there are certain things that are, you know, I mean, <laughs> I try to, we did this on vacation. I try to, <laughs> I walked up to a window. I can't remember what the store was, but my son just desperately wanted to go in and we couldn't go in because uh, of time. And so I'm like, here, we're at the window, Tate. This is called window shopping. It's actually really, <laughs> fun, really fun. This is a cool thing to do. We are not in that store but we're looking in. This, <laughs> look at this, what we can do. This, this is window shopping. We can look at it, but not touch it. <laughs> Start to love it. It's like a miracle. <laughs> you don't need any of those things, but they're fun to look at. That's right. You don't need any of that. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the whole concept of, I don't know, when I was a kid, I thought window shopping was cool. I, I was pretty aware that we couldn't afford a whole lot. But I don't know, man. It's uh, well, it's so that's the that's the piece. Like, I don't know how much can you hide them, you know. But from there, it's it it, it starts with the phone and then advertising and then concealed weapons. And so, like, I, I, that's I remember, the continuum. I remember when I actually believed juicy fruit gum made me laugh, or would give me a twin. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, it would like unlock my hidden twin achievement. I, do you know who Mitch, uh, Mitch Hedberg is? Is it Hedgeberg or Hedberg? He's a comedian. No, I don't. I, I don't. I, I like him. He said, he uh, speaking of twins, he's like, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to sleep in a twin bed and I wondered where my brother was. <laughs> 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 That's pretty much it. That's it. Uh, good one. Good one. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Are we there? I, you know, we may be. Do you have anything else hot on your list of things to uh, think about? I, I, I got to go figure out this my life crap and how they know all about me. But I don't think you should stress out so much about it. You should let that go. Well, People can, they're going to find you anyway. It really See, is the, just a creep factor thing. This is the thing that uh, that you, that you got to remember, right? This is the cultural shift that is happening, which is um, if you were the only person whose information was out there on the web to be found by, you know, others, then it would be a problem. Everybody's information is out there on the web to be found by others. 
which creates that same sort of level of noise and signal. It's like as soon as as soon as everybody's special, nobody is. You know, and what's that the is what's... there's something to be said about that. What is the, that's the uh, the Incredibles corollary. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's good. That's right. Good. All I right, like go that. Ahead. What were you going to say? I, I'm waiting for the Incredibles part two. I love that show. Um, yeah. Well, what's the list of key information you really don't want shared? It's something like your mother's maiden name, your birth date, your pet's names. There's there, there's some sort of short list that I think it was a list of seven that. Uh, well, and there are so many great tips around around it. First of all, don't use your mother's maiden name. Make up a maiden name. Right. When it asks you for your mother's maiden name, unless it's the Social Security Administration, don't use it. Right. Most of these things they ask, it's like, you know, give us some security information that, you know, you'll you'll remember. Well, you can remember other, you know, give it, make it your a friend's mother's maiden name or something like that. Right. Uh, the, the thing about I so I was at the passwords make me crazy. Right. Passwords mm -hmm. make me insane yeah. because, uh, you know, people don't think about pa passwords. The the biggest problem is is people using dolty passwords. All you, this is the, the trick that I that I learned about passwords. You come up with a password you can touch type. Right? Are you ready for this? This is gonna. I'm I'm about to blow your mind. Okay, let's hear it. Come up with a password that you can touch type, and it could be any word you want. Just make up the word. Right? Okay. And then take your fingers on your keyboard where you normally put them to type this password. And then move your fingers up one row and to the right one row and touch type the same password. Ba bam yeah. Blew my mind. Now you have a complex password that is not uh, dictionary hackable. And right. and it's not and it could be it could be really dumb. And something you'll never forget as long as you can touch type it. So that's the thing that makes me crazy. I get you you know, you run into to this, I was working with a client over the last week, and they couldn't remember passwords to get into various assorted sites that we needed to get into um, to run the business, and <laughs> and it was because it was some variation of you know letters, numbers with a you know you do this thing like a version number password, like you know red dress sixty one. Oh no, the system made me change my password, so now it's red dress sixty two. You know, like you do that. So annoying. Yeah, it's really and, annoying. And I have, a, I have a client that actually came to me for a password recall um, a few weeks ago, and no one could, re I mean, I hadn't set it up. I didn't know it. Um, the people who did set it up were the agency that they used before me. So if you go to, if you say, I can't remember my password, the email goes to that old agency and not to them. Oh, yeah, that's dark. Dark day. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Oh, Password management. Yeah. Well, anyway, it so is that the bane of our existence. That has nothing to do with nothing. So. Yeah, nothing to do with nothing. I'm just glad to be on the horn with you again, my friend. It's been way too Me long. Me too. And uh, so I think uh, now uh, I'm done talking to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good talk. Bye. Yeah, I can't find the re ending recording button. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> Make it stop. This podcast is going to go forever.